Well, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast. This is your co-host, John Duncan, and I'm joined with my co-host, Darian Smith. Guys, we have UAB football officially starting fall camp today when you're listening to this episode, August the 1st. Darian, it's just getting closer and closer to the season, buddy. Are you excited? I'm very excited, man. Uh, prayers to the guys, man. That grind. I know all about that grind. <laughs> no fall <laughs> camp, man. But yeah, t- man, there's a smell of football in the air, baby. I'm telling you, man, but we can go ahead and jump in that right quick. Can you kind of uh, talk about kind of the grind of fall camp and what exactly, like, the guys go through during this fall camp? Of course, man. So the grind of fall camp is different. Um, so, of course, this is you start when the students aren't back yet. Mm-hmm. But I want people to understand that a lot of these kids, especially the freshmen coming in, this is their first time ever going through this, you know, Um, especially the ones um, that weren't able to get in er early for spring. That really is an advantage when you can get in, you can kind of get familiar with the with the people which are surrounded and with the playbook. Right. But but so you're moving, you're moving all this stuff in and you're trying to get used to it and your schedule is jam packed. I'm talking about 5 a.m. in the morning until 9 at night. Mm. It's uh, it's constant. You have weightlifting. You have two practices. You have film study. You got to come back for treatment. You have uh, breakfast, breaks, breakfast, dinner. All of that stuff is mandatory. It's very laid out for you. So it's all football all the time. It is a serious grind. Um, <laughs> I have a story. I, I remember going through that grind man and we used to sometimes we 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 would get special dinners in the comm course of the basketball arena um and one day you know i felt myself kind of cramping up and i'm like okay it's just a small cramp and i was just sitting back running my mouth like i always do and i was one of the <laughs> last ones leaving i was one that i remember greg calhoun all them cheap he was the last one i'm talking to mm-hmm. my arms started cramping my legs started cramping i'm like all right y'all can, I said, hey man you can go ahead Everybody was leaving. I'm like, you go ahead, man. I'm, I need to stretch real quick and get some fluids in me. Caught a cramp in my side. Another cramp in my other leg. Oh, golly. <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I had full body cramps. And I'm mm. on the ground just laying. This is how intense <laughs> I managed to, like, magically reach in my pocket. And I, I remember he was the last. I was like. Send help. Somebody help. <laughs> I, I had to go get IVs and it, it's intense, but it's so necessary because of you have to get back into, you know, the, the flow of hitting the fundamentals. So it, I know it's a hard balance on the coaches also because you have to get those fundamentals down, just regular football stuff. And then installation of the playbook, you have to start implementing that. Then also you have to figure out the depth chart. That's when your main depth chart battles take place. Mm-hmm. And, and you start seeing who's going to be what. And some of those battles are really, really, really close. One guy may have a bad day here. Another guy shine this day. Oh, you didn't know about this freshman, but this freshman is coming in. He is making an impact. But do you really want to disrupt the team chemistry by putting him? It's so much that you have to balance and that um, I feel for the coaches. but. You know, that's why you have the spring to kind of already get a glimpse and you have leaders on the team that can help with that process. And and they help implement and help keep things orderly for you because there's a lot going on at one time. And then you have to get the depth chart 
people you think and you gotta come out and everybody has to be fine with that. Right. And, <laughs> and I was really gonna say tough. Yeah. And I was going to say, Darren, I'm glad you mentioned, you know, the, uh, you know, the guys that have already been in there, you know, in the spring, go ahead and getting their fundamentals down and, you know, summer weightlifting and stuff. And but it's it's a whole different grind when, you know, when fall camp starts, because it's all right. It's depth chart. You know, we got to see who's going to be the number one, who's going to be the number two or are the one A and one B, you know, as Coach Clark uh, like to say. But uh, that, that's a great point, you know, especially with the newcomers coming in late, you know, missing that spring spring ball. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it, it's going to be a grind. Right. It's one heck of a learning curve um, to just get get used to the intensity. One to two, maybe you're coming in from Florida, Mississippi, you know, somewhere that's not Birmingham. And you, you have to just get used to this different way of life. We have to remember, I think a lot of times we don't remember that these are kids. Yeah, great point. You no, know, the, they are kids there, and we have to show them grace because we still, as as a kid at that age, we don't know how important it is for these coaches. It's their livelihood, but we're wondering about where we're going to party sometimes, right? <laughs> or, or you worry about the outside stuff as well because this is your home, and you have to get used to all of this, this new surroundings, all these new people. It's so much going on at one time. You got to give these kids grace, and it's so much football packed in. And so much physical labor that a lot of people, I used to tell people, they're like, oh, you went to school for free. I'm like, no, I didn't. No, you worked for it, man. <laughs> you worked for it, and it is hot. It is hot. Mm. You know? And so a lot of a lot of time, I saw guys couldn't make it through practice. I mean, if you're not used to it. I mean, it, it is hot, and we're grinding in a couple of practices. So just to let you guys know, it is real. It is grueling. But that's why the cream of the crop usually rises to the top. During. That's right. And if you have a great veteran-led team with some great leadership up top, they see the importance of that versus just trying to survive it. It's a difference between surviving and thriving. And if you have great leadership and chem- chemistry, um, they you can see as a young guy, you can see why you need to thrive and get better versus just survive. Definitely agree. Well, in in a few minutes, guys, we do have uh, just five quick questions that we want to kind of just, you know, bring up and question, you know, as UAB football heads into the 2022 season uh, with fall camp that we kind of just have questions about that we want to see. Uh, but one more thing, Darian, I wanted to ask you, you know, you mentioned, you know, you, you're on the grind 5 a.m. to almost 9 p.m. every day during fall camp. You being right. a former center, how sick of those defense linemen did you get? <laughs> you have to deal with them all day long for weeks. Man, you get you get so sick of it, man. Especially <laughs> especially if you're Group One A and they want to do good on good, which they're going to do all the time, right? Yeah. Especially during, especially during the beginning, as as the season starts, you get away from that. But in the beginning, it's good on good. I just remember, I mean, we had a guy named Elliot Hennigan. He had the longest arms. And it's just so tough to do. I'm just like, oh my god! Like I'm just <laughs> again and again, y'all grinding and beating on each other. And there's so much pressure because the team is looking at the top guys, like, oh, here they go. You know, I'm just like, right? I don't want to do this, but I have to put on this face, like, oh yeah, let's go. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just so hot. It is just like it's it's a lot going on. But uh, yeah, man, going good on good. It, uh, it could be. It can be grueling. We we would go back into the locker room and be like, "Hey, man, I don't want to go get you no more." <laughs> can we stop? Can we please stop? 
And I was gonna say, man, you know, you're the same. You're you're teammates with these guys, but tell me, there, there's got to be a lot of smack talking going in between, you know, the defense and the offense during those practices, right? Yeah, it's a lot of smack talking, man. That, that same, <laughs> those same guys. I mean, you get into fights with them. I yeah, mean, it's so it's so hot and the cheap shot here and there. You gonna oh, it's, yeah. it's it's fights that happen all the time. But guess what? Later on that day, that's the importance of having a team that's together. Later on that day, man, I'm out in the car with them. Going there you go. We spend the time um, playing video games with each other, so it's all—it's all about. I love, you know, seeing, and we're getting to it. Seeing Vincent saying that we're gonna see the team play together and see a team that really love each other. You don't really know how important that is to the to the whole dynamic for the team. It's very important that stuff is, especially for young kids. Right. Well, we can go ahead and get into that. Um, you know, so Coach Vincent. Uh, Will Reichard and Will Bowler uh, did speak uh, last week at Conference USA Media Day. Uh, did you have any kind of Im- first impressions from Media Day, Darian? Well, you know, Media Day is Media Day. I don't. I never really gained too much from it, but I did right. love. Um, I did love how confidently Coach Vincent sounded, um, and he said that the expect- expectations are the. Ex- be expectations with with or without Bill Clark, which is no, that's that's just what it has to be. That's the standard that Bill Clark has set for the team, right? And that, that has that has set for the Blazers going forward. And so he he expects to rise to the occasion and meet those. And that's the same um, that was repeated from Will Reichard and, and um, Will Bowler as well. They all sound confident. They all sound like they want to meet those expectations. And um. You know, maybe maybe CSUA media, maybe they think a little different because I think we got number two. <laughs> I'm am telling I, am you, tripping? am I tripping? Are we we number two? No, yeah, you are exactly right, man. Uh, and I, okay. it's just extra motivation, right? I mean, hey, if yeah. they want if they want to predict UTSA to win it all again, hey, let the media do that. But that is just extra motivation for the guys, you know? Yeah, so. yeah, and I understand though. UTSA is bringing back Frank Harris. We all saw how much of, of a problem he was mm-hmm. at, at quarterback. And they were bringing back Rashad Wilson, probably the hardest hitting safety in the conference. I, I think probably in the country. Yeah, I agree. After seeing, after seeing he's a grown man. So I get it. They got some studs that they're bringing back. And those guys, I know like Wilson could have went to the NFL, but he wanted to stay home. So that's cool and all, but I'm glad they're bringing him back. I'm glad they're bringing him back, John. Me too, man. Yeah. Hey, and and I'm glad they're coming to protective this year too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, we're gonna we're gonna uh, switch switch the tide on that. But I, I get it though. You know, but our yeah. standard is, is the standard here, so we'll see. Definitely agree, and I agree about your comments about Coach Vincent. I mean, it's not just for media days, but it, it feels like every interview that he's done. He just seems so confident, which is something that you, I mean, you want to see in your coach. It's just he—he's ready to go. He's got the guys ready to go. You know, uh, Will Reichard mentioned that they're ready to play for him right now. That the whole team has bought in, and um, you know, a lot of people don't realize the day that Coach Clark announced that he was going to retire, and they announced that uh, Coach Vincent was going to be the interim coach. Coach Vincent, right away, even though he's the offensive coordinator went and met with every single player on the defensive side of the ball just to meet them. Because, you know, when you're when you're offensive coordinator, obviously your guys are going to be on offense. And you know sort of about the guys on defense, but you don't know, right. know the guys on defense. But he took the time to go ahead and meet with every single player on defense. 
And it seems like the team's bought in, man, you know, just from uh, social media, uh, you know, interactions from the players. You, you, you see, you know, in these interviews, everybody just seems ready to roll. And it's 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 a, it's a business trip, you know, each week and week week out. These guys seem that they're ready to bring it this year. And it's just, you know, got me really excited about the season. You know, not that I already was, but after watching this media day, like I, I was ready to roll. Like I, I'm so excited. Right. And we can't forget how much of uh, the, this Birmingham fabric that Coach Vincent has. He's been here yes. for a long time. He has, He's been man. Here for a long time. And I've been at the uh, I've been at the pavilion and seen him practice and I've been there and talked to his wife. She has a lot of football knowledge, Warren. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, but I, I have uh, sat there and talked to them and, and gotten to know them. And, I, and they they are all Birmingham. They've been here for a while. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mentioned how these guys are teenagers and kids. And with that, you have the importance of continuity and stability. That's super important. Now, I think with this hire, that they, that they keep that on the team is so important for us. So... I'm excited as well, just seeing how bought in they are, how happy and excited they were. I'm like, well, this is showing us something, hey. right? You're right. And, hey, he's trying to get that interim label off. He wants to be the permanent guy going forward. And, hey, it's a great opportunity this year. <laughs> yeah, this is this will be the best year to show it. Yes. Well, UAB did make an official announcement, Darian, about the offensive coordinator position just this past week as well, where they promoted uh, analyst Darren Henshaw uh, as the new offensive coordinator. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about him just a little bit. We don't want to talk a whole lot about him because we'll, we'll go a little deep, deep dive into him and the offense next week when we drop our offensive uh, preview for the season. Uh, but. Darian, this guy's been around, man. He's been to a lot of different schools and a lot of good offenses, and I'm I'm just excited to see what he does with this offense for the 2022 UAB football team. Right, he's seen a lot of offenses. Like mm-hmm. he he has been around personnel. He's been very malleable enough to adapt to the personnel he has. He's been to. He was at UCF as an analyst. Then he was at Kentucky for five years. And then he was at Cincinnati under Tuberville. Then he was in Tennessee. He's been at Georgia Southern. You know, like, it's so much experience. We got Middle Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm probably, he was at, uh, he did it. He played football at UCF and set records. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this, and this guy has decades of football knowledge. And from what I see on the, on the film is, that he has been able to adapt and, and to his personnel and implement different offenses, offenses to whatever suits his players. So I'm excited, man. Definitely. I can't wait to see what he does. And also, you know, speaking of uh, just the program in general, Darian, just lately, let's, let's talk about this positive recruitment that we've been seeing, you know, from Vincent and for the whole football program. Um, just recently, we've had three commits. Uh, and, you know, let's go ahead and just get into those three commits. Uh, first, we have a wide receiver, Jake Godfrey uh, from Spanish Fort High School. Um, this guy, and, and, you know, you were telling me, Darren, you know, this this was a guy that really just popped off at camp, right? Like he just, you know, showed a lot of abilities and he feels like he, you know, it looks like he might be a really good slot guy for UAB. Yes. So I went and I looked at some of, some of his film and it doesn't, it seems like he had a lot of small schools offers small school offers, but from what I know is about our recruitment, a lot of our guys are diamond and rooks. 
Yes. Let me remind you of a guy. Uh, he played running back for us. Um, what's his name? <laughs> Uh, Spencer, uh, uh, what do you, what do you, what do you call him? Well, what's that? He played more than Majoran, right? What was that guy? Yeah, yeah <laughs> that, that, that big running back that set all kind of records. He didn't yeah, have an offer. Mm-hmm. He didn't, he was playing DN, and we came in and we offered him. I remember looking at his film and saying, Why doesn't this guy have offers all around the nation? Like, I'm, I don't get it, but that's what we're known for. So, after seeing Godfrey's right. film, he was, um, about 5'9, 175, 180, I believe. Mm-hmm. Slot, slot guy, but he looks super explosive. I saw him lifting, lifting weights. Seems like a super hard worker, sturdy, explosive, shifty. Everything you want to see out of a slot guy. That was uh, impressive to me. Definitely, and we we also had two more commits uh, recently. Uh, Chris Pearson from Orange Beach High School. I mean, Darren, this is a guy. Look, he he had some really really good offers, but chose UAB over UCF, Minnesota, SMU. Coastal Carolina and Memphis. I mean, this is a big get for UAB and big, Coach Vincent. Big time. I, and I think with that signing, I, mean, I remember years back, this would have been like headlines for us. Yes. This would have been headlines. You know, just like uh, was that was that TJ and um TJ and his brother? They were headlines for us. TJ three. Mm-hmm. Johnston brothers. Yeah. The Johnston brothers were headlines. Like. Pearson would have been a big headline for us. I mean, big physical safety. All of these offers, and he chose UAB. And not only did he choose you, he chose us early. It's early on. It wasn't yes. like late. He wanted to commit early. So um, down there on the coast, I believe he's another guy on the coast, right? Mm-hmm. He is from Orange Beach, okay. yeah. Right, along with Bracey. Yeah, um, why, don't you go ahead and get, why don't you go ahead and get into Bracey and tell the, tell the listeners about Bracey. Um, he's he, he's a guy from the same place that school Jermaine Brown is from St. Paul. So, oh, I forgot school was from St. Paul's. Yeah, I forgot yes, that. Yes, yes. So obviously we have a pipeline, and I know that Vincent did a lot of coaching down there. Um, so I know that he has a pipeline there, and Bracy committed early. Bracy is another guy that had a middle, you know, just a group of five type offers. Type of guy, three star on rivals, cornerback. Yeah, Kentucky Film. offered him too. Oh, I didn't even see that one. Yeah. Film looked good. It looked like a guy that's going to get offers as time goes on, but he, he was the first one, if I'm not mistaken, to commit. He did that earlier on. Yeah. I mean, it's, just, it's just so much positive momentum. I, and then I also think we need to be on the lookout tomorrow. Yes. Uh, it looked like we had a guy. Uh, I'm not going to even say because he's not even committed yet. Well, you know what? I will. Emmanuel Waller is at Oak Mountain, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. He decommitted from BYU. Yeah. Oh, from from where? <laughs> from Brigham Young University. <laughs> oh, that, that same team that we. That's the team we whooped right? up on, right? Yeah. Oh, the... yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> okay, <I'm> just... <laughs> Sorry, BYU, man. It was just a little couple of jabs, but um. Yeah, man. I, just overall, and then I, I'm seeing so many other guys, so many players that um, that are highly touted, and a lot of schools are out there. I think I'm seeing a lot of them visited. And they must have had an official uh, official visit weekend, but a, a lot of them are posting about it, and they seem positive. Mm-hmm. So the thing I want to point out is that this is happening under Vincent, and it's cool to see that continue going. You know, it's cool to see that. That's one thing that kind of worried me was how would recruiting go 
when Bill Clark stepped down and to see these players that's being brought in already, the caliber of players that are considering that's so, so important to the fabric of this team, man. Definitely. And I mean, you just mentioned that, but it's just so good to see so much, you know, positive things going on in, in regards to recruiting. And you just mentioned it there. And, you know, you a lot of these guys that are making official visits or, or that are visiting. I mean, a lot of these guys have P5 offers and really, really good offers. But you see them, you know, we're getting them on the south side. We're getting them to take a look, kind of see what's going on down here in Birmingham. And the, from, from the reaction on Twitter from a lot of these guys is positive. You know, they seem to be enjoying themselves. Like you see, even, you know, current players on that, that are either, you know, committed or are already on the team. You know, they're recruiting the guys like, hey, why don't you come join us and win some rings? I mean, it, it's just really exciting times right now for UAB. And, and you just mentioned, you know, this is under Vincent right now. So we're already starting to see, you know, Vincent saying that, you know, hey, we're trying to elevate this team. You know, Coach Clark set the standard. And we're going to try to, you know, obviously meet that, not just meet that standard, but try to elevate it and kind of take that next level. So this is really exciting times for UAB, I think. Right. And I think it'll even be more, more excitement when we see, um, seeing the experience and everything that Henshaw has seen and then seeing, going back in his profile, seeing that he was a top recruiter um, back in, mm-hmm. when he was with Tennessee, when he was the recruiting coordinator. And mm-hmm. I know he's been all around, and so he has roots in different places. I think he's from Florida. But uh, just just seeing that, I think, and then seeing that the offense may be able to open up more under him, I think it won't do anything but it attract more high-caliber recruits here. Definitely agree with you, Darian. Well, well let's go ahead and get into those five questions that we just kind of want to pose and talk about just briefly um, as fall camp is officially starting for UAB football. And that first question that, you know, we just mentioned is what will the offense look like the, this year? You know, under Henshaw, under Vincent, you know, will, will play calling open up a little more or are we, you know, I, I guess we both agree that we hope so, um, you know, or I guess right. the, the other side, will it stay the same? Um, so just let's let's just talk about that a little bit. Darian, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? So, you know, I know I know we'll probably do a deeper dive into it when we talk about the offense. But mm-hmm. um, my understanding, what I'm thinking is, I think we're going to see way more balance yeah. um, because we have we have good quarterbacks. We have good receivers that have stayed over like Shropshire and we have guys that came into the program. And then we have, uh, man, we have an experienced line even though we lost some key pieces in like Kobe Ragland, we still, we still have like um, Sidney Wells and those guys, Kadeem Taylor oh, yeah. coming back. We have so we have so many of those type of guys coming back on the line. But man, we got so many running backs. <laughs> so <laughs> we got a lot of running backs. There's so many miles to feed. It, it's to the point that um, he, I, I believe he was somewhat hurt last year. I forgot we had Lee Witherspoon. Yeah, see, he got hurt before the season even started, unfortunately. Um, but he's back healthy this year, so he should be ready to roll. Yes, so we have Lee back. Mm-hmm. But then we also have, of course, we got we have Devo, and we have mm-hmm. Skull. Then I'm looking at the, the film on Zeus Perryman. Man, he, he looked good. That spring game, man, he looked good. 
Yes. Yeah, he, he looks like a beast. I mean, he is stocky, built like a train. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, you got Coach talking about um, A.J. Gates, you know, the transfer from Alabama who played at, I believe, Mountain Brook. Like, he's starting to turn some heads. So you've got, what is that, four or five guys? I mean, five <laughs> running backs. Yeah. So I agree with you, Darren. You know, obviously we still need to utilize this running backs, but I, I agree with you too. Like, it, I guess some – the last few years, sometimes it's almost been too predictable on our off. You know, it was just almost like, hey, we're going to hand it off, and maybe every now and then we'll chunk it deep, you know, to try and keep the defense off honest. But a lot of times it was predictable. So I, I kind of agree with you, too. Now, I, now, I wouldn't necessarily open it, you know, the playbook wide open, but open it up a little bit more and kind of make it less predictable. So that's that's kind of what I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing. Right, that's what that's what I'm I'm looking forward to the balance. Um, we can we have the we have the quarterback and the weapons to keep these guys honest. Definitely, definitely. And, I, and I and I think that's what's important. We have to get guys out of the box. Don't let them stack it in on us. Let's let's use. The, I'm I'm confident in, in in Dylan Hopkins. Me too. We, we we we've seen what he's able to do, but he has um, a battle on his hands with Jacob Zeno, and we'll get into that. Hey, well, let's jump into that right now because that second question that we both uh, have is, you know, who's going to stand out and be that QB number one coming out of fall camp? And obviously, you know, I agree with you. I love Dylan Hopkins. Um, but, hey, you know, Jacob Zeno came in during the spring. Uh, Dylan had to sit out. You know, he was he was injured. You know, he had a head surgery, um, but he, he he's going to be back for fall camp. He looked really good on that hype video that UAB Football Twitter put out of him throwing it to, uh, was it Shropshire? I think it was somebody he was throwing it to. Uh, threw a yeah, really nice deep ball. Um, but, hey, man, Zeno, I mean, this is a, you know, P5 transfer coming in. Um, he looked really good in the spring from what I hear. You know, he didn't show – they didn't show a whole lot during the spring game, obviously, but from – all the reports that I had from multiple people said that this dude can spin the ball. So I'm excited to see, you know, that battle between Dylan Hopkins and Jacob Zeno. And and not only that, Darren, but behind them, you know, you've got Bryson Lucero, uh, Damon Stewart, Dylan Marotra. I mean, you you really got a loaded quarterback room this season. Very loaded. So you feel confident if and injuries are part of the game. But you feel confident if something happens that we have a guy we have right. guys that can that can come in and keep up the status quo there. Um, I'm not. I, it's going to be. This is probably going to be the, the closest and toughest battle, I believe, on the team. I feel like after watching film of those guys, and we'll get into it more. But they play so similar. They both. They do. They both can spin it. They're. They both can run it. They. They're both not. They're not like Michael Vicks or anything like that. But they're able to keep you honest. They're, they're, they aren't slouches. You know, they probably run in the four six four seven four eight range up in there. And so um, they both are very, very similar in how they play. I think when the thing that's going to stand out is uh, the consistency that they display, right. um, the, the poise that they display, and the leadership, um, the accuracy, um, I think, is what – and the decision-making overall, I think, is what's going to – during camp is really going to – Show who's the guy. Definitely agree. Well, the third question, guys, that we had for UAB football going into fall camp is who's going to step up on the defensive line and be the leader of that defensive line this year? You know, UAB, um, I mean, I hate I hate to say the word weakest because I still don't think this line is weak. 
Um, but I mean, I guess it, it is the weakest defensive line since at least Clark took over in 2014 that at least recently that we've seen. And, and, you know, again, I hate using the word weak because I still think there is a lot of talent on this defensive line, but two guys in particular that I'm looking at Darian is fish McWilliams, really fish McWilliams, but also Isaiah Forte too. Um, but I, I really look for big things out of fish McWilliams this year on that defensive line. Yeah. And I think it's just with us being comfortable with fish. Yeah. We've seen fish when you've seen fish get back to back sacks. We, we've seen them do his thing already. Uh, right. So, and I think uh, uh, Isaiah, we saw him coming on. We know that he's one of the more experienced guys on the team. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward after, after looking, looking through. I'm looking forward to a couple of guys um, that that we brought in, and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to, and I don't want to forget them. And a couple guys I want to like mention, like Michael Fairbanks. A lot yes. of these guys, Kevin Penn, they started coming on as the season went. And I saw, especially in Michael, he he's always been smart and had the the grasp of the of the defense. But I've seen him really display his physicality. Um. So, and then we have a lot of uh, like red shirt uh, freshman guys that get to display. So I think I don't think that it's probably the weakest in the sense of unproven. Yeah, that's a better word to say. Yeah, right. Unproven. Yeah, we we haven't seen them, but um, we had some transfers. And I'm looking forward to seeing Joker Gill. Joker Gill. Yes. Of course, a big, big physical guy. Him and Drew Tuazama that came from Syracuse. Yes. I'm very excited. I saw his film, and he played a lot at Syracuse. I saw his film. These are big, physical, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, you know, mm-hmm. guys that's going to mix it up on you. We gonna, I don't think I'm excited because I love seeing guys get opportunities that clearly show that they have the potential to elevate it. And we know under Reeves, we know how he like this guy's big and physical, you know? So, uh, we got, we got, we got a lot of those guys. I'm, I'm just ready to see what they can do. Definitely. And one, I mean, I won't go into more detail, but one guy I want to just mention, who's a redshirt freshman, a uh, Devin Manigault, I mean, six, four, yes. two seventy. I think he can, you know, be able to make an impact as well this year. So we'll look forward to, uh, seeing what happens on that defensive line. Um, kind of staying on the defensive side, our fourth question that we had uh, is just kind of what will the defense look like in general? You know, with with us having such an experienced backfield on the defense mm-hmm. this year and then having, you know, as you just said, you know, unproven front on the defensive line. I mean, what do you think we'll see? Like, I mean, does Reeves, you know, keep it like he has been? Maybe just show multiple, you know, different formations or does he kind of blitz more? Or what, what do you think might happen? I think that we, with the experience that we have back there, the guys, we got, you know, guys that show that they can perform at a high level with Sterling Thomas yes. and Mac McWilliams and C.D. Daniels and Will Bowler and Grayson Cash. Like, all of these guys are experienced. They've been through it. I can keep on aiming up the backfield. So, I mean, we have so much confidence that they can hold up. Mm-hmm. I in, in theory, right, um, that they can hold up on their own in, in coverages or with just one safety over the top that if we need to help, if we need help to, like, get pressure, um, that we can do that. But I almost forgot, you know, we got guys like Kelly Sanders coming back. We got yeah. Tyler Taylor. We have Tyler Taylor coming back. You know, we um, – what about the Alabama transfer, Jackson Bratton? 
Then you got Kyle Harrell, yeah. And you got Kyle Harrell. We had another uh, transfer in um, the uh, Renard Ellis from uh, Oh Georgia Southern. Southern. Yeah, yeah, we got Deshaun Oliver. You know, and I actually, I actually think we might move Tyler Taylor down on the end. That's just a uh, yeah. It looks more. It would be more natural, I think, for to put, just to put him at the end. I think. Me too. So, and then we got guys that you know, like uh, Jalen uh, Jalen Mayala. From Indiana, yeah. From Indiana. So we have a, a lot of big physical. I want. I want to stress that we got a lot of six five, six six, two fifty, two sixty, seventy guys that. I don't – I'm wondering – my question is, how much of a beat are we really going to miss? You know? <laughs> I, I know, I, I know, I know we're losing experience on that D-line. You know, that's hard to replace. But I'm pretty confident because this is what we do. Like, we've been doing that a lot under Clark. I think we can do it under Vincent. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, we have the same prototype of guys. We get them in there. We get them coached up. We get them trained up, and we got them lifting. And they understand the scheme. They get a year or two under them. And next thing you know, we see a new guy that's sitting, that's getting on all CUSA honors list. We didn't know about That's That's the beauty of the game. Right. One guy graduates, it gives another guy a chance to shine. Definitely. Well, we've got one more final question that we had. The fifth question is, with Hayden Pittman and Garrett Prince gone, who's going to be the new go-to tight end? And – I guess along with that, too, is the tight end still going to be utilized the same way as it has in the past? Um, Darren, do you want to start us off? Yeah, man. I was, I was wondering, like, uh, who I, I'll let you go. I was wondering who you <laughs> thought was going to be the guy because. I think Terrell it has McDonald. to be, yeah, it's got to be Terrell McDonald. I, I think it has so, to be. I mean, this is the guy that has the most experience. You know, he's played a lot. Um, especially he played a lot last year. I think in my notes, hold on, let me, uh, yeah, he played in over 12, yeah, 12 games last year. So, yeah. I mean, but you look after him, there's, I mean, there's guys that have played a couple games, but I mean, he, he's just going to have to be that guy. If, you know, they're still going to want to utilize the title, which of course I think Vincent will, um, and Henshaw will. So I, I think it has to be McDonald. Um, and he, hey, he looked good in the spring game. You know, they didn't do a whole lot. They threw it to him, I believe, the first play of the game, and he had a really good catch and had, like, I think a 10, 15-yard uh, reception. But, I mean, he, he's going to have to be that guy. And uh, you look past him, um, you've got Malik Bryant, you've got Dallas Payne, you've got a really good uh, Brody Dalton uh, redshirt freshman from Fife High School in Fife, Alabama. But, I mean, I think it's got to be McDonald. Yeah, I guess this is where I'm a little bit more iffy because I remember seeing McDonald and McDonald seems like a very professional type of guy. Mm-hmm. I just I just don't know if he has the same dynamic ability in which I hope he yeah. can that that is my question as as Hayden Pittman Hayden Pittman and Jerry Prince had because they could they could make some spectacular they can make some plays happen and you know, Terrell McDonald was used a lot in blocking. He was very physical. And I, and I don't know if that's because of ability in a stack. You got two tight ends ahead of you already. Or I don't – you don't you don't know which, which one is it, you know. But I do know that seeing – I know Malik Bryant hasn't really been – he's been hurt some. And, mm-hmm. But I remember watching his film, and this dude, his ceiling looks super high, you know. And, and then you look at 
uh, Brody Dalton, you look at Dallas Payne, and you look at the incoming freshman, J.C. Sylvie, you know. Yeah. All all of those guys, all of those guys seem like they have have that playmaker dynamic to them. That I'm, I haven't, I'm not going to say I'm not sure if Terrell McDonald has it, but I don't know if he's been put in position. I don't know. This could be his time to really show it. So um, I'm excited to see which one. I I know we have some ceiling, we have some high ceiling guys. Yeah. So I'm excited to see which one of those guys are going to rise to the forefront. And and also too, man, I just think Pittman and Prince were that good. Like, I mean, they <laughs> they, were. they were that good. <laughs> they really were. Yes. So and then and then they both brought something different. I feel like I feel like uh I feel like Pittman could make those contested catches. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can he can just he knew where to sit down in zones. He just had and he had this great chemistry. With both quarterbacks, and where Pittman, I mean, where where Jerry Prince, man, the dude was fast. Hey, That's yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Yo, you give him the ball, man, he can take it. He, he was a threat every single time, and it's so it, it's gonna hurt the offense to lose such a dynamic playmaker like that at the tight end position. But I think we have the ceiling raisers to. If they meet their potential, they can do that. And um, I'm excited to see if McDonald can. That's my question. Can he on him? And I've seen film on the other guys because McDonald came in as a linebacker. Yeah. And he 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 switched over. But the other guys, if you look at their film, you look at Brody Dalton's film, you look at Malik Bryant, you'll be like, oh, my God, you guys, ooh, get them on the field now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and Dallas Payne. I mean, that guy was—he was like an all-conference uh, guy for Northeast Community College. So, I mean, he—he he looks good. So, right, he oh. was a high flyer guy making contested catches. He didn't seem like—he didn't seem like, seem like a Jared Prince type. He seemed like a uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a just moss you type of guy, you know. Right. So, I'm I'm excited, man. Yeah, and I'll never forget. You know, the Garrett Prince. I think it was the. Was it the catch against North Texas early last season when he just took off? I said, dang, man, I didn't realize he was that fast. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? All the reports afterwards, that's all you see. It's like, man, this dude is fast. That's all I've seen coming out of, uh, out of different camps and, and bowl games. was like, man, this dude didn't blow past you, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, man. We got, some real, we got some real talent here on the south side, man. Yes. And, then, hey, bringing more talent, too. The way things are going, we're going to bring some more talent in on the south side. Yeah, thanks, BYU. <laughs> yes, thank you, Brigham Young University. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, that was our, you know, fall camp introduction episode where we gave you those five questions. Uh, we'll be back next week to kind of preview the 2022 uh, UAB football offense. And then two weeks from now, we will bring you the uh, defense and special teams preview. Uh, but as always, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Blazer Victory podcast. Uh, if you are not following our podcast on a podcast platform or subscribe to us, make sure that you hit that follow or subscribe button, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And also, while you're there, go ahead and give us a five-star review to just let everybody know that this is a good podcast and share with your friends and just help spread it around and show all the UAB fans that you know, this the is... Word. Yes, spread it. Yes. Please, because there's a lot of Blazer fans that I, that we know that need to listen to this podcast to get some of this news. Um, but as always, guys, uh, thank you so much. Darian and I will be back next week. But as always, go Blazers. Go Blazers. <laughs>